You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It's Gabriel Lewitt here, Steve Lewitt, Trent Martin, and welcome back to another episode and show of Our Two Cents, and we're excited to talk to you today. What a beautiful day. What do you guys think? We're bubbling over <coughs> with energy. Yes, yes, we are. Happy yeah. Beck took a week off from Memorial well, Day. I, I took a late lunch and had just had a Subway sandwich oh, and yeah. some, uh, some low-fat chips. So I'm <laughs> ready to go. Healthy. We really don't want to know what you <laughs> yeah. had for your late lunch. Well, it was delicious. Okay, good. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, full, of, full of energy. we got a great show for you today. Of course, we're here to provide you with financial news and tips and strategies and uh, important facts that you should be aware of as we help you navigate your uh, financial planning journey. I, so, I just want you to know I'm very disappointed about today's program. Well, thanks for uh, getting things getting off on a good foot there. There's nothing about robots in this program. I know. It's the we, first time in like six we weeks we didn't have a robot every week. Well, well, let me tell you what we are going to cover. We're going <laughs> to talk about a very important new retirement legislation yeah, bill that deal. was passed. This is a big deal, too. Uh, we're going to talk about some, uh, some debt that uh, people who are retiring are still struggling with and possibly some ways to get rid of that debt. And we're going to talk about Social Security and rounding things out. No robots, but maybe some ways of changing your credit cards to uh, get you more perks and stuff. Like that. Yeah, so no robots today. We'll come, but maybe we'll have to have robots back on our next show. Didn't I see the Cubs in here somewhere? Well, Cubs are in here say, too, yeah, Cubs. Cubs fans are kind of like uh, well, robots, right? <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> uh, if you're not Sorry, a Cubs I'm, fan, I'm a White Sox fan. You're, if you're not a Cubs fan, Everybody knows we that never now, talk right? about the White Sox. Uh, that's oh. that's true. really not That's not. Are great. they still on their win streak? They are. Yeah, attaboy. Yeah. And you're a White Sox fan. I Lucas, am. Lucas, we, we Giolito, Lucas Giolito was AL Player of the Month. Yeah. And again, folks out there, I do like the Cubs as well. I just oh, you're like just, the Sox just a hair more. You're just playing <laughs> politics now. Come on. I don't like the Cubs at all. If anybody I wants to do, know. I actually do like the Cubs, uh, so I'm not just playing politics. Okay, not so let's, <laughs> let's dive in. Uh, we've got the, uh, the first, first up here. I, if you haven't read the news about this, and it was buried in personal finance section, so it wasn't exactly front page news, but I think it's very, very important. It should be front page. It, yeah, the, the House approved a retirement reform bill called the SECURE Act, which uh, stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. Isn't it great, the acronyms that these uh, lawmakers <laughs> yeah, come up with? I mean, it's amazing. somebody must sit there for days. Somebody to think got of, paid uh, a lot of money for that. Yeah, to, for the SECURE Act, okay? And uh, it comes with a couple different things that is going to happen with regards to retirement. And, and it was really built to encourage uh, retirement savings amongst Americans and to boost long-term financial stability. It's yeah. got bipartisan support. I think, what's the uh, the exact number here? 417 yays to three nays. Yeah, that's uh, very, very uh, broadly That's overwhelming. Supported. I mean, yeah. that's, that's Surprising. overwhelming. Surprising. Yeah, definitely. Especially you mean we can have right? bipartisan politics that's in this world? No way. <laughs> okay, so, so here's some of the scoop here. Um, well, if you're planning on working beyond 70 and a half, you're going to be able to continue to stash money into your IRAs yep, not used beyond to 70 and a half. And kind of part and parcel of that, because right now, what also happens at 70 and a half today is you're forced to take money out of your IRA account. So it doesn't really make sense to keep contributing to them if you're forced to take money out. Right. So what they're going to allow for is pushing back those RMDs from 70 and a half to a actually a more smart rounded up age of 72. 72. Okay, not 72 and a quarter or 72 and a third. 
72. Or 72 and a half. Yeah, or 72 yeah. and a half. <laughs> just 72, which I think is, uh, I think that's smart. Okay, so other, other just quick updates. They're going to make it easier for companies to band together uh, to jointly offer uh, 401k plans yep. to employees. That's kind of neat. Yep. Uh, it's also going to uh, encourage 401k plans to allow for annuities inside inside mm -hmm. the 401k. It's very interesting because, guys, um, if you're out there and you don't know a lot about annuities, they effectively provide you with a guaranteed income stream in retirement. Uh, which is very much what a pension does right. if you have a pension. Exactly. Uh, when you retire, it provides you a guaranteed stream, tell you. Guaranteed was, stream of income in retirement. You know, as you see more and more pensions Yeah, going pensions, away. pensions are disappearing. Yep. And so now they're saying, okay, you can create your own pension. Exactly right. Via accumulating your money in your 401k via an annuity. But look how long it's taken for that, for that to happen. Yeah. To get an annuity inside a 401k. Very, very long time. I'm, I'm super it, curious as like the, as a, you know, an annuity and a product kind of a geek I, i'm i'm very very curious to see what those look what, like what, it looks yeah, like, what yeah. is what are the features inside of them yeah because guys there are some good annuities and there yeah, are some not so good are. annuities and even if it's within your 401k plan and it's a not so good annuity just like in your 401k plans today you might have some not so good funds with very heavy Neutral expenses funds, yeah. and you don't want to invest in those so y you still got to be careful there but it's a good first step and i, I think it's a very mm -hmm. smart thing to do as people tend to like guaranteed income for their retirement absolutely uh, yeah. which is kind of neat now uh, not everything is uh, is peachy and roses here um, uh, there is a, a one drawback of this uh, apparently there's a uh, rule in here provision um, that I think is actually a big deal and it's basically saying you will no longer be able to stretch out your IRA right. that is a big deal yeah that you inherit and, and I would say it's it's probably three out of ten clients we see have an inherited IRA that they inherited from uh, mom, dads, you know, somebody, and they're now stretching that out over their life expectancy. So they're required to take a little bit out each year, but they can maintain that tax deferral. And when this rule goes into place, you're going to be forced to take that money out that you inherit uh, before 10 years. Yep, yeah, 10 you can actually stretch it now through your lifetime yeah. and your kid's lifetime. Yeah. So you can go through two generations. Mm -hmm. All that's going away. Yep. Going away. So that that's a big deal. There's no indication yet if they'll grandfather current people in. Uh, so that'll be interesting. If you have an inherited IRA today, what will happen to you? Um, that's an unknown question. So uh, I wish we had the answer for you there. We'll have to consult the Magic 8-Ball. Actually, that would be an unknown answer. It's a known question. I just known, wanted to correct. I just wanted known, to make sure. Did I say sure. unknown question? Yes, you did. You are so, correct on that, <laughs> sir. Yes. It, it wow, can't. I missed that. Right. Time. No, it's, it's Trent. I'm, you got to stand up for me here. Sorry. You, should, yeah. Yeah, you can't have that it's yeah. a question if it was unknown. Un maybe it's an unknown question with a known answer. With a known answer. Mm. Then it would be a self-answered question. Now, what's also neat here, actually. I didn't have a Subway sandwich, no, obviously. And, and this is actually spurring our agenda for, for today. We'll, we'll talk about this. But also in this legislation, the SECURE Act, the, uh, they're proposing potentially the ability to withdraw money from your 529 plan to repay student yeah, loans. as much as $10,000 is written yeah. in the bill, mm -hmm. yeah. Which is neat because we're going we're gonna to get on to a little bit of a student loan theme here, as you'll see in just a second. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Yeah, well, you kind of did. But I kind of did, yeah. but not, not completely. <laughs> Absolutely um, But that's I think is very neat because for people that still have student loans uh, and they have money sitting in the 529, they can get that money out tax, you know, can grow tax deferred, come out tax free, and then repay their college loans. Yeah, because once you're out of mm -hmm. college and it's sitting in a 529, what else do you use it for, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. 
so stay stay tuned on this. We'll you know as this gets you know implemented, as more news develops on these, we'll keep you up to date. I yeah, think it's a so very it has to be passed by yeah. the Senate. So yeah. that's it's halfway done. Yeah. We don't know. But we based on its based on its bipartisan support, uh, I think it said in a different article it was uh, uh, one of the Republican senators had his own bill he wanted uh, potentially considered and pa- to get passed, but it, it's not looking as likely based based on this one and the support. Yeah, and the us. results that it had. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, so we'll keep you apprised of that. But speaking of student loans, I did kind of spoil my uh, trans- my surprise a little bit. Though. Yeah, so speaking of student loans, this next article says you know, millions and millions of adults, 60 and over, in other words, starting to approach their retirement, are struggling with a very specific kind of debt. Uh, you gave drum, it away. Drum, drum roll. You gave it away. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what kind of debt could that be? Yeah. Well, turns out it's student loan debt. Right. You know, imagine that. So, you know, credit card debt is obviously, you know, not great. Uh, student loan debt isn't great. The point being is if, if you're approaching your retirement years, it's so important to try to be debt-free once you no longer are bringing in a paycheck. And it's something we'll help clients with. If you've got debt, we create a plan for you to get rid of that so you don't go into your retirement non-working years with a big debt burden. And the biggest challenge is with uh, student loan debt. Um, If you have that, you know, it can sometimes be very substantial and you may not feel like you've got the ability to pay that off. And, and then that turns into, what do you do? Can you retire? Do you still pay it off? What? Well, one of the things you can't do is ignore the student loan debt oh, because they will come after That's you That's a federal that. debt. That's mm-hmm. a federal <laughs> offense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, federal debt. I mean, the, yeah. and I thought it was interesting when I read through this. I was thinking to myself, I said, wow, how many people you know that were in college that are now in their 60s had, and how much is that debt? But really it's coming from taking out loans to pay your children. For, for the kids? Yeah. For the children yeah. didn't loan debt. So I was like, wow, I didn't even think of that way. Well, and I the average this. amount is ballooning too. I think it was 12000 a few years back, uh, 20, 2005, and then it's now 23000 23, yeah. yeah, so it, it's creeping up. And, and part of that could be due to inflation. You know, schools are getting more expensive. Uh, supplies for schools. What are book costs? Uh, Ten thousand dollars now for a book. What is it? Ask the experts. I'm looking across. <laughs> About the table. ten thousand yeah. for a book. Just one. Each book is ten thousand dollars. It's incredible. Hey, I just uh, had. I, well, I had a client in here that just uh, put kids through college. He's got two hundred thousand dollars in kid debt mm-hmm. uh, from college. Not the kids' portion. Yeah. Their portion. The parents' portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that could wreck a retirement. Absolutely. Well, interestingly enough, there are, there are also you know clients that have a younger spouse, and the younger spouse goes back to work, uh, or sorry, wants to go back to work and maybe goes back to school and incurs a bunch of additional student loan debt even you know uh, later on in life. So that's another possibility there. It's just I mean, there's sad stories that surround this when you see the stats like 39 percent say that they've gone without health care or prescription drugs and mm-hmm. things <laughs> just so that they can afford to pay their student. I mean, those are things like you yeah. said can wreck not only your retirement, but also your well-being. Yeah, that's, so that's no my, my, you know, the way I approach this, and if you're out there and you're struggling with this, obviously, if you know, you always want to look for opportunities to refinance that. But I think more importantly, let's say you want to retire in seven years and you've got uh, 12 years left on a student loan. Maybe you try really hard to refinance that over seven years so that the moment you retire, right, you are now debt-free. And you might have to scrap and save a little bit more today while you're working, but you're going to really enjoy when you do hit that retirement date, not having that payment. And that's a lot of how I do debt planning with certain clients that need it is trying to make sure, you know, it might cost you a little bit more today, but how do we reconfigure your budget to make sure this is gone by the time you hit Or if you have other debt on high interest uh, credit cards, get 
keep the student debt, but make sure you pay off that debt because yeah. the student loans are well, yeah, lower interest. You know, right? five percent student loan minute. versus twenty yeah, percent credit card. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, don't, yeah. That's the age old pay off the twenty percent first. Yeah. Now, maybe there's another way for you to get your student loan debt paid off, uh, courtesy of paid our next pre- presidential yeah. election uh, that's coming up. So, one of the things on the Democratic ticket. Uh, this was an article, well, and again, it's, it's not on the ticket. Well, it's kind of on the ticket. It seems to be a common theme across a lot there of the. There is no uh, ticket yet. Well, no to ticket be politically yet. fair. <laughs> One of the very common Jeez. themes on Democratic candidates ballots. No ballots yet, right? No. You just want to nitpick. It's an saying, idea right? that ideas. Yeah. Was so floated. she's going she's gonna to run on one side this. or the other. I well, think well, we know what side that's going to get nominated first. <laughs> I mean, so this is a, we're talking about too. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Okay. She's uh, she's got a hashtag cancel my debt. Okay. Uh, social media campaign going, and the goal would be uh, that you know if if she's elected, she will uh, you know use taxpayer money to uh, pay off all your student loans or at least a lot of them. Which, uh, if you've got student loans, is great. And if you already scrimped and saved to pay off all your student loans, mine's gone. Then it's not so great. Yeah, nah. Um, What's interesting, what was also part of this article, uh, this is actually the headline that caused me to click on this. Um, How about this for Lucky? Uh, there's, uh, There's a billionaire named Robert Smith that these college graduates at Morehouse College, he surprised them at their graduation ceremony and said that he was going to be paying off all of their student loan debt that worth $40 million. $40 million. $40 million. Where was this mm-hmm. guy when I was graduating? <laughs> Come on. I never August get Stanley l- College did not have Robert <laughs> Smith, so yeah. I didn't have that. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're like us here, you didn't get that lucky. Congratulations to yeah, Morehouse College absolutely. grads on your fantastic deal. You know, the question is always, yeah, how are you going to pay for this? Where where's the money going to come from? Yeah. On yeah. All, I, it's a great idea. Uh, it is a great idea. A I mean, of course, idea. who wouldn't want to get your debt paid off? Where but, do but you get the that's money? That's the from, problem, from, I think. So, am I going to pay <clears> off <throat> the debt for somebody else's student by raising my tax? You know, what is fair and what's not fair? So th- these are difficult questions. Yeah, and I think even that's separate from the conversation of you know providing for for you know new generations, reduced cost school or free college. That's one thing. It's still different than going retroactively and, and canceling people's yeah. debts already. On, on the surface, they're saying, well, that's going to boost the economy because people who have student loan debt are making decisions not to buy a house and not to do, you know, make investments into the into their lives because they have this debt on them. But it, they're calling them fragile, <laughs> fragile individuals that have student debt that won't make those decisions that help boost the economy. Hey, I had some, I, I, I had some debt. I'm not fragile. You've <laughs> never <laughs> been fragile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fragile. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm still on the tail end of uh, a refinance of one of my wife's college loans, and I, almost done paying. It'll be paying off like at some point. In the we don't get political on this stuff. But yeah, just interesting I, talking <laughs> points, and uh, you know, something to think about. I mean, I wouldn't. Here's the thing: what did we rec- uh, we referenced a stat on one of the previous shows that there was something something crazy, like 90% of millennials think winning the lottery is part of their retirement, their retirement plan. plan. Yeah, we did. I, right. I wouldn't bank on yeah. your your debt getting repaid by the government. Uh, if it were me from a financial planning tip perspective, I guess that would be my, my thoughts there. Write that down, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so words of Take wisdom. Take the bank. <laughs> Take that one. To, uh, of course, it would be uh, interesting to see what happens there. Okay, yeah. so uh, that's it for our debt uh, conversation today. We'll, we'll actually, uh, student loan debt, we'll talk a little bit about credit cards. and uh, Actually, it's a very quick top topic about credit cards, which is what if you've got a credit card now and you want some different perks but you don't want to apply for a new card. What are your options?
do you have any options? I'm, I'm throwing you guys for a loop because I switched the order. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so there is an option. There is an there option. Is an option. Yeah, go ahead, Charlie. I wanted, to, I wanted to see if you were paying attention. I don't own that many credit cards, so I have not taken advantage of this, but they do have product changes inside mm. of a credit I'm card. I'm always getting an offer. You know, take this card. We're going to give you money. We're going to give you extra cash back. We're going to give you miles. There's a, but there's always seems to be a, a hook on the backside of those things that, that I don't like. Well, it, it, interesting enough, because it referenced a very specific card in the it article, did. the it's, Chase it's not an Freedom advertisement for them and the like Chase that. Freedom Unlimited. And I actually have the Chase Freedom card. And so I was like, hmm, I should look into this. Because I, I don't want to, you know, there's a whole thing with your credit, right? You go out and you apply for a new credit card. Well, they you ding, your, ding credit, on your credit. They ding your credit. And then your average age of your credit history goes down, which right. then lowers your credit score. There's all these factors that go into it. Very complicated, whole topic for another show about credit you know, maximizing your credit, but that's really the issue behind applying for a new card. And so this would give you the ability to get different perks, but not apply for a new card, yeah, which is kind of, and, and what's interesting, I actually hadn't even known before I saw this, that this existed. And I think if you're kind of like us or me, maybe you don't know that either. And this gives you a good opportunity. You know, I'm thinking maybe I switch to, uh, to some miles or something. I don't know. You know, I'm, I don't love my rewards. They're okay. I get like 1% cash back. I think is there something better than that? I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm an, Ameri- I'm a, an Ameri- American Express snob, so oh boy. I, I just get oh boy. points, right? Well, I, I use American Express for everything. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because I pay it all off at the end of the month, and it's simple, and I get points. Yeah, yeah. good points, actually. Yeah, well. Plus, my card is heavy plastic. It looks. Oh. Like, it really <laughs> it looks like metal. So when I rip it out of my pocket, people look at me and say, ah. <laughs> oh. Status symbol. Who, who is that man? Steve status <laughs> who and is then that they, man? Then they swipe it, decline. He drinks Dos Swipe, decline. Swipe, decline, right? Oh, fancy He's the most interesting yeah. person in the world. <laughs> so, all right, now I... Sorry. Now we're officially Sorry, done. Guys. Now we're officially done with the credit card and debt. So yeah, that's just food for thought if you're interested in that. No, uh, also if you're on Credit Karma, I always recommend Credit Karma. It tracks everything. Your credit score gives you cool stats. Also gives you recommended credit card changes. So it's so just a good way to kind of keep yeah, exactly. uh, keep tabs on all these things. So did you apply? Uh, no, yeah, no. I'm, I'm yeah. still doing my due diligence as a uh, consummate financial planner. I don't rush into financial decisions. You know, unwillingly or uh, unknowingly. It's not that big <laughs> a decision, Gary. You just say, yes, I'm applying. Well, yeah, I know. I don't I know. know. Is there an annual? There might be a hidden be. annual I'll, fee. That's in why that. I'm looking yeah. into it. Cool. All right. So uh, this one, I think, guys, is uh, back onto something maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, meaningful for your retirement. Not that this credit card big, perks aren't is, meaningful. This is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's just talking about the updated uh, state of Social Security and the trust fund and the, and the amount of money and whether or not it's going to be there for your retirement planning. I, and I know we talk about this from time to time on the show. And basically the uh, the issue here, Trent, I know you, you, you were talking about this a little bit more yeah, in detail. What, what's is, the issue? So here's, here's what's it's, – it's a more even – this article specifically is more targeted towards – you know, the actual statements that they send you in the mail or that you get offline if you don't get them in the mail. If you, if you either get them in the mail or you get them online, however you get them. Um, and they can be a little bit misleading because people will look at that and they'll have a big, huge... If you've ever seen one, you know, at the top right corner, there's a big, big number that says if you reach your full retirement age, you're going to have X amount of dollars. 2000 a yeah, month or 1700 yeah, a month. 1900 or something yeah. like this example. So 
what they're saying is most people will think, well, when I retire, if I wait till my full retirement age, no matter when I retire, I'm going to have that amount of money. Yeah. And where the fine print taketh away wait, that. Wait, people don't read the fine yeah, print. Yeah, there is some. <laughs> exactly fine right. Fine print. What fine print? <laughs> but it, it basically says that, you know, in order to do that, they've calculated that you're going to work up to that full retirement age. They're calculating that you're going to continue your working history. You know, up until that point at the in time, same, at the same at the same level. earning level, yeah. that's, and that's exactly right. And that's where people get, you know, get a little bit confused. If you retire at sixty-two and your full retirement age is sixty-six, yeah. and you wait it, that long, that number will not be that. High. And the other thing it says is it has key risk. It says such as you know, it, it, basically the risk of your benefit getting cut in around sixteen years is there. Uh, the chance you won't qualify for as large of a benefit. Uh, so it's just basically yeah. dis- disclosure, disclosure, and they've done warning, some, warning, yeah. And they did some research <laughs> alert, that alert. says that most people that reach those ages do some sort of work downside. What do we call that? We call that something else in a uh, in one of our podcasts. Uh, oh, um, downshifting. Downshifting. If they yeah. do a downshift in their in their life in their work, now they have their most recent thirty some years of work history are now lower because their most recent years are now downshifted. So that could affect your number as well. Yeah. So it, that's the estimate for you, and it's really important to think that that's not to know that that's not just what you're going to get. You know what I didn't know? Uh, this is new mm-hmm. for me. What's up? I know that say, I think it's 60% of American Social Security or 70% is the primary source of income. But what I didn't know is that a majority of Social Security is taken early at 62. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge price to pay because those four years between six, like in this example here, it's 1903 a month at full retirement age. At 62, it's 1311. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Big difference. Well, and they're saying if you have a lower earnings record, that could be even, even lower. Even lower than so that. you're projecting it today based on you continuing to work at the full Up level. Up until that level, yeah. right? Exactly. That could be 40, 50% lower yeah. than this big number on and the And that's front of all the assuming yes. they don't cut the benefits. And you, <laughs> it, yeah, you'll see there's a, there's a line that says we've based your benefits yeah. on an estimated earnings since 2019 of X amount of dollars, yeah. whatever you made or something like that. Yeah, so guys, you know, this isn't new news. You know, we've talked about this, I think, a few weeks back and said we're keep an eye on the 20. 20 uh, elections, there's definitely going to be, um, there's, you know, a lot of talk about how to make sure Social Security doesn't get cut um, for people. I think we might have talked about, you know, some of our predictions uh, of how, who, who and how that will be impacted the most, you know, mostly, uh, at least again, go- going back from my perspective, I think, you know, trying, I don't know if we agree or not, that they'll probably impact younger people uh, like I- us by increasing our tax rate or they'll do some something based on you get, you know, more uh, benefits if you have lower uh, AGI. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about some of this. Did, so did he just cut me out of younger, <laughs> younger? Well, you I, know, you do that every podcast. There's I just said us, subtle, y- us younger guys. A, a, a subtle division well, here. Well, you said to be, techni- to be technically here. accurate, we are younger than you. That, so it, it is us is, younger that guys. Is, that is true. But he's he's on record at seminars and in everything else saying. It's going to affect uh, the next generation, and that's <laughs> that would include you. <laughs> yeah, they meet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll, so I'll, let, you know, I'll let you get yeah. away with it so, this time, since I'm on record. He is. So, got, guys, what, if you're worried about Social Security, if you're worried, and I'll go. You know, we're kind of a broken record on the value of planning, but if you look ahead to your retirement and you don't have an income plan yet, in other words, you're you're saying uh, my my Social Security is not going to cover what I need. 
how am I going to get the rest of my income to pay for my retirement? Then the answer is you need an income plan. Yeah. And that just so happens is exactly what we can help you with. So if you have questions about Social Security, about developing an income plan or how to manage your investments to generate income, um, that's why you got to come in and see us. And we'll spend some time together to show you, you know, what you need for income and how you can generate that from your investment assets. A, a, a client brought in his uh, home projections of his income plan. He did a really good job, by the way. I was, I was quite impressed. But on uh, Social Security, included the average uh, COLA, which I think is 2.6 or 2.7%. He says, well, I'm going to get a 2.7% raise in my Social Security <laughs> each year. Well, will you? Are, well, and you even that's not, that? that's not every year. We had three zeros yeah. in the last yeah. Yeah. eight and, years. And then, then every that. time they raise Social Security, they raise the <clears throat> Medicare expense. So you really don't get that increase. Yeah. It's and you had it built in. Yeah. And that's a, it's a big difference. It, when goes you without, it. it goes without saying that most people need more than Social Security. And so you have to have a solid yeah, generally, investment strategy. And a lot of times we, there we, has to be a plan to we encounter clients. They say, well, I went on so online and I played around with a little calculator. And the calculator said I'd be okay. Uh, guys, don't trust those little calculators. There's so much stuff missing on those. You're probably missing about 50% of what you need to be factoring into your retirement plans by using a, an online calculator. And if you've never seen one of these social security statements, definitely go online, ssa.gov, uh, you know, log in, create your free create account. account. It's, you know, easy go, to, it's, it's super easy. easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other thing, a warning, I know we're just and if you want us to review them, bring them off. Talking the kind of just generally about social security. I can't tell you how many clients I talked to that said they called the social security office and just got just terrible advice. Just wrong, incorrect, uh, not applicable to them, and so that's very important. So you think maybe you'll call Social Security, get some, get square on the answers. Uh, a lot of times they just got some young in there, you know, giving you textbook answers off of the Social Security government website. And Here's uh, your three options. You Take really this, this you, or this, you, you know? want to work with an, a true expert. You know, guys, we've been dealing with this for uh, I mean, 14 years for me, 26 years for for you, Dad, and. Uh, you know, let us help you map out what to do with your Social Security to make sure you make the yeah, smart decision. Yeah, you know, decision. it's interesting. I've had good results with the Social Security office, but they can't tell you what to do or how to plan. All they can give you are the numbers and the facts. Mm -hmm. They can't tell you whether it's better to take it at 62, at 66, or 70. They can't make any recommendations, just give you the facts. Mm -hmm. So they won't help you plan. Yeah, very interesting. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about a little baseball here and something that might impact your pocketbook it as does, well. Yeah. Okay, it's financially related, absolutely. Uh, other than the fact that our White Sox are on a uh, winning streak, compared to you know they're on a pretty good tear. Maybe they'll even get to the playoffs this year. Knock on uh, knock on wood. Long season to go, <laughs> but uh, the Cubs, on the other hand, of course, very very good, very popular right now, and the Cubs are switching to a new sports network, milking their own, milking the market. Uh, They're yeah, so, so popular the, though, everywhere. The Mar like, Marquee so Sports Regional Network, Marquee. Okay, and here's why this this is important. If you have a cable, and uh, we'll talk about cutting the cord on other shows and things like that, which doesn't even save you that much money to be honest. But let's assume you have cable for right now. You might anticipate paying, whether you like the Cubs or not, an extra six to seven bucks a month because of this new marquee sports network. Refuse mm -hmm. to pay that. Uh, I'm gonna take, what are you going to do? I'm going to call them up and say, take the channel off my lineup. <laughs> oh, I, but I think the point is that they, they're going to charge you either way, right? Uh, yeah, they probably, yeah, it'll probably be built part into of some the channel package. package. It's going to be yeah. part of the package. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, that's called a carriage fee. I didn't know that was what called carriage fees. Yeah, price per customer there. paid by cable and satellite providers is that carriage fee for the right to carry a channel. 
And so, yeah, typically what happens is you get bundled in, and whether you want to watch the Cubs on this network or not, you're stuck paying for it. Um, but it will be interesting because I pay pretty close attention to my cable bill, primarily because I feel like they change it all the time. I'm always getting high. Isn't, right? isn't that weird? It just, it just seems that way, right? It changes every Every time. month is, you know, is, well, I pay, pay 180 or supposed to be contractually. Some months it's 195 Other months it's one. That's because you rented a movie or something. Maybe. I do rent a movie every <laughs> other <laughs> month. But <laughs> that's not yeah, five bucks. Right, no, that's what uh, I mean. Yeah, exactly. It's so, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting. I'll pay attention to see if my uh, my rate increases whenever this uh, launches here. Which one does it? When it next year. Uh, next year it's going to launch. So, uh, unfortunately for you Cubs. So, if the uh, Cubs become a second-rate team, will this survive? Uh, I don't know. The de- I'm not a TV you know, expert. I don't know if there's a contract behind this or what. I don't what's think. Man, I, I'm telling. You, they're so popular everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're they like they're cl- like the Yankees. A, I mean, it's like. Well, the, no, they're. I think they're more widespread than the Yankees. They have every they have time you watch a Cub fans game all over the country. My wife, my wife, my wife's a Cub fan, so she'll flip the games on here and there. And anytime you watch an away game and you look, all you see is blue and red yeah, in the stands. Always. Unless they're playing like the red, you know, the Red Sox or I mean, the Yankees or somebody else really popular, yeah. it's always blue and red in the stand. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So just interesting. Keep an eye on your cable bill, and uh, if you don't want to pay for that, and you're a Sox fan uh, like us, or at least Trent and I, you might have to cancel your cable. To so should I switch from <laughs> seven I sh- bucks, should, guys? Should I switch from cable back to satellite so I can get all my football games? You want to know why you shouldn't do that? I was what? just at one of my uncles. Uh, They're giving me two hundred dollars no. to so switch. I, I was you keep a, asking that. I, I was at a, you get your NFL Sunday decision. Sunday hey, ticket. Hey, 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 hey! I was going to give a great story. Sorry, oh, you, sorry. Co- you come on, man. Well, we're just sorry. Well, I was going to say, why, here's why you shouldn't, because I was at a family party, right, just a couple weeks ago, and he had he had satellite, and we were trying to watch, well, they're a Cubs fan, the Cubs game, and guess what you couldn't watch because it thunder, was cloudy. Thunder, no, thunderstorm. Thunder, whatever, it was cloudy. Yeah. I, it was as pixelated as could be every 10 seconds. I don't care how much you save. Why do you want to pay slightly less money for 50% service? I don't know. That's my way of looking at it. I'm not, I'm not getting kicked back from the cable company. happens twice a year. I no get $200. Way. Twice a day. I get to see my New York mm. Giant football games because cable won't carry them in their supposedly full sports package. Mm. Mm. The only, well, thing, the only thing that I worry about is when you have I wouldn't do it. satellite and stuff is, you know, I use the internet so much at your house and stuff. Yeah. When you're getting satellite, I just have a hard the time. Right, the beams? It's just never going to be as good as... as Oh. You know, fiber that you might have in your house, or thought you, you meant know. like the rays. No, 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 I don't care like, about that. But I worry about the internet. You're radiating you with internet satellite speed rays. If you try to stream things, my kids watch streaming. <laughs> Aliens might yeah. tap in. They could come right in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. I get it. I get well, it. They're gonna get me. Yeah, Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're uh, not we, gonna talk about the robots. No, it's next time. We'll save okay. that for next time. All we right. we uh, we love having you on our uh, listening to our show here, and thank you so much. Tell your friends. Uh, tell them to come listen in and tune in. Our uh, viewership has been growing. Thanks to you and others so is, uh, it, is it happy father's day when is father's uh, day that's a this, good question is that this sunday or next sunday next mm, sunday soon uh, June. two weeks i think it's two weeks yeah right. so um but thank you for uh, for joining our show we love having you and if you have any questions about your finances go to our website sglfinancial.com go to contact us send in your questions we're happy to answer them on the show and if you'd like to meet about your finances there's lots of ways we can help you do better uh, give us a call, 847-499-3330. Good job. And uh, we would love to meet with you. Awesome. Have a great week, and we will see you soon on the next show. See you all. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. 
For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com and be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode.